You're listening to the Awkward High Five Podcast. You can follow along in your book. You'll know it's time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. Uh-oh, don't look. Stacy. Where? Oh, God, I made eye contact. Psycho hose beast. Happy anniversary, Wayne. Stacy, we broke up two months ago. Well, that doesn't mean we can't still go out. Well, it does, actually. That's what breaking up is. Will, are you going to go to the gas works tonight? No. No! No! Don't you want to open your present? If it's a severed head, I'm going to be very upset. Open it. Okay. Okay. What is it? It's a gun rack. A gun rack? A gun rack. Yeah, right. I don't even own a gun, let alone many guns that would necessitate an entire rack. What am I going to do with a gun rack? <laughs> Welcome, uh, let me turn this down a little bit. Welcome to the Awkward Hi-Fi Podcast. My name is Devin. And I'm Rich. Um, we're having volume issues in the beginning of the show, but that's okay. We'll figure it all out. Can you hear yourself in the headphones now? Yeah, I hear myself fine. Okay. All right, good. I didn't know we were like in the 30s episode-wise. I think this is episode 32 or 31 or something like that. In the I know. 30s somewhere. I know, it's crazy. Great. Um, you know what's weird about that opening clip? Is I forgot all about Ugly Kid Joe. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, I was thinking that when I thing. when I like I went I went to get that you know whatever that's a funny line of the movie and all that stuff and then I and I heard that song and I was like, wait a second, what song is this? And then I remembered fucking Ugly Kid Joe. Yeah, I, I that band just totally dropped off the face of the planet. For me. Yeah, they did that cover and then they were gone. Yeah, Cats in the Cradle yeah. and the Silver Spoon. That was a weird ass cover. Yeah, to do. well that like sealed their coffin. <laughs> you think that was it? Yeah, after I heard that, I was like, they suck. Didn't they do one more song after that? I don't know. Or I'm get you know what? I think I'm getting them and Silver Chair? No, not Silver Chair. <laughs> um What was the band oh, uh Green Well, they were Green Jello and then they legally had to change their name to Green Jelly. And they're the ones that did that little pig, little pig, oh, yeah. let me in. And oh, th- yeah. That's not that's the different band, right? Yeah, but uh, for some reason those two bands seem yeah, like the same. No, that name. makes sense. Uh, yeah, they're kind of similar. But uh, and I think Green Jello or Green Jelly or whatever they became, um, that also they also did like some cover song was like their next song and then they fell off the earth. <laughs> that was their nail, yeah. But remember how big that Green Jelly song was? The Little Pigs yeah, let me in, and it was, it was just like a claymation of of the pigs and the wool. Like yeah. a band literally just made a song out of the stupid Three Little Pigs <laughs> yeah, thing. Nursery rhyme. And then all the maniacs in the nineties are like, "This is awesome." <laughs> I guess it was considered some type of metal, right? That was like he- like some early '90s heavy metal shit. I guess I, I don't know what kind of band. You know, they're probably you know what they probably were because I'm not going to act like I know a lot about them. But they're probably like a band that was like 
uh, pretty popular in like the underground scene. Like, you know, they probably had some songs that everybody liked and everything, but that was the only song that they could kind of get the pop, you know, and it was just there. You know how that happens. Yeah, and yeah. then they like pop up for a second. And then they come back down, you know. That yeah, kind that's of thing. like what Limp Bizkit did. They sucked, they sucked, they sucked. They covered Faith, got popular, and they rode that shit out. Yeah, but then unfortunately, they stayed around <laughs> know, for a while. They I started know. talking about the Nookie and all that <laughs> yeah. shit, and then like they were still I like Nookie. <laughs> oh no, I do. You like that song? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. There's somebody. There's a rapper that Fred Durst used to bite off of with like his rhyme schemes, and I can never figure out who it is, and I never will. But there was something like with that whole, I can't believe that I could be deceived. <laughs> There's something. No, oh, I just got douche chills. Even <laughs> you just saying that just gave me douche chills. Yeah, but the worst douche chills ever from Durst was he was, uh, he was hanging out with, um, uh, what's the bassist, the, the main dude in Kiss? Um, but it was like Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. Yeah, yeah. He was hanging out with Gene Simmons, and Gene Simmons put out a, a tongue magazine where all the people are supposed to stick their tongue out, all the, whoever he's interviewing. And Durst tried to like take some cute picture with his tongue out, and this is the worst fucking shit. If I didn't want to kill him before that, that was his nail. I saw a um, a sex video with Fred Durst in it. Fred Durst fucking? Yeah, it was Fred <laughs> Did he keep Durst. the hat on? I, 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 I think it was like a POV kind of thing, like he was holding the camera. And I'm just going to say, Fred Durst pencil dick. Yeah. Yeah. Makes oh, sense. you know what, which, which reminds me is that I found out this weekend, um, a friend of mine who's a female, um, told me and the people that we were with that she, and not only she, but other girls, have this this foolproof system i guess that's been in 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 women have had forever that they could tell the size of a dude's dick by their by their hands now it's not the i know what you're thinking immediately you're thinking it's not that like obviously that isn't true or whatever but she wouldn't exactly tell us well we were also all very drunk at this point Uh um uh, it was later at night, but she, she started telling us about it. So, of course, we're all throwing our hands on the fucking thing and asking <laughs> yeah. her, you know. But and she wouldn't tell us exactly, and I was a little foggy, but basically it had something to do with, like, the size of the top of the finger and the nail bed and all this shit. What? And, and she said, she swears that, like, she this is a, an exact science and that women know about this and this is... And it's proven true? But, you know, I don't know because I asked her to, to evaluate my dick by my hands and... uh the description that she gave, I don't think was very. Ac- I mean, I guess it could be accurate. I think we're dealing in vagaries. Here. Yeah, it was kind of like a tarot card type of thing. Yeah, like, maybe. Yeah, right. It would always be right. But um, but uh, it was just interesting that I'm 35 years old, about to be 36 years old, and I never knew that there was this <laughs> underground movement of women that buy nail beds and te- tips of fingers could figure out what dudes' dicks look like. Damn, I wish there was one of those systems for the Ziggy nose. <laughs> You know yeah right, right. Yeah. or fucking or yeah well, yeah right exactly i'm not even gonna get i was gonna start to get real like misogynist like <laughs> how far they droop or <laughs> tell that shit but um well that has a lot to do with like kinetic energy as well i'm sure but i just i'm imagining now like fucking like single chicks at a bar you know and they go in the bathroom to like fucking powder their nose or, <laughs> or do coke or whatever and be like do you see the nail bed on that yeah. guy out there I, that can't be true i'm gonna ask around i'll find out about that yeah and also if women who listen to this podcast if you can either confirm nor deny this this rumor that I'm, that I'm going on right yeah. now because this came from one person now i'm gonna say trustworthy source um i consider her a very good friend and and the things that she says are normally true 
So and you could tell if it was done for entertainment or for truth, right? Was she just trying to just spark a funny conversation? I don't know where this came from. Again, this was a little bit later in the night. We, we were all in a, I was in uh, Washington, D.C. for the whole weekend with a bunch of friends. And we were just, it was just an all out bender all weekend kind of thing. So it was a little bit foggy. I don't know how the conversation came up. <laughs> but all I know is at one point, it was just a bunch of dudes throwing their hands on a bar <laughs> and like screaming like, do, do me, do me, you know, that kind of thing. But um, I thought about it later in a more sober mind, and I was like, "Is that true? And if that is true, how can I? How did I have never how heard of the that? nail bed? That's I do not. Curious. I have no idea. Damn, my nail beds are weak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see that. Then that'll disprove the whole thing right there. I, I, yeah, I don't know. And I wish I, I wish I could remember exactly what her evaluation of my penis was because I would be able to tell you. But I don't exactly remember. You know, so I don't know. Whatever. So yes, if you're a woman listening to this podcast and you can confirm this, please email us. Yeah, I'm so curious. The awkward, uh, I'm sorry, not the awkward high five podcast at gmail.com or Twitter us or tweet us as the kids say at uh, awkward hi the number five uh, at the twitter.com and or Facebook or anywhere else or send us a fucking carrier pigeon or whatever. Yeah, Smoke and if signals. there's any other things about <laughs> that we need to know, share those as well. If I, I really, as a single guy, I need to know if women know the size of my dick before. Normally, it's <laughs> normally that's something I want to keep secret until i get into the bedroom yeah. and shut off all the lights and do a lot of oral work first to make everything okay <laughs> so if, if i'm coming in fucking and they already know through some secret fucking society of nail beds <laughs> you start wearing gloves to the bedroom <laughs> i go uh-huh. <laughs> why don't you take off i will come home with you but why don't you take off those gloves and you're like nope yeah you do that shit where you put like the bugles on each fingertip <laughs> Check this out, bitch. Yeah, just wear like a big ass Mickey Mouse gloves everywhere you <laughs> yeah. go. So the tops just look like balloons. <laughs> I don't know. Do I mean, they have to be big at the tops? Is I that... don't have all Damn, the information. I'm yet. so curious yeah. now. And I and I I just didn't I didn't even think about it until we just brought up the the Fred Durst having a, a little a little kid's penis. That, uh, <laughs> that <laughs> Who I even... was he fucking in that? Anyone famous? No, nah, some some I think it was his whole thing was like check it out, I'm fucking a model. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I, and this was years ago. I mean, this was, I, you know, this might have been even when been, he was relevant. Yeah, when he was still relevant. Oh, okay. You know, it was like one of those on what would Tyler Durden do dot com or some shit like that. You know, uh. I just remember seeing it and being like, if I was you, I wouldn't put this out, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything about you that isn't embarrassing? The music, Seriously. the look, the fucking penis, yeah, the soul patch, <laughs> everything. Remember when we were in college and, and, and that was like, I guess, the Limp Biscuit era? Oh, everyone was Durst. Everyone was walking around with the stupid fitted red hat backwards. Yep, everyone. If my team, if I had, a, if my team had, like, let's say I was a St. Louis Cardinals fan or a Reds fan or, or like, something yeah, like that. Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> I would never wear their hat just in case somebody would ever even think that I was trying to give a little nod to the biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I do like to dress up like look. a werewolf when I play guitar. <laughs> that dude was actually good. Really? He was, he was good at guitar, I thought. I thought he was a good guitar player. I don't know much about him. But yeah, he did, He wore those contacts that like whited out his eyes mm-hmm. and wore kilts and shit. <laughs> um, there was another celebrity death. Glenn Fry yeah. from the Eagles. Yeah, a lot of people are upset about that. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot of Eagles fans out there, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah. There's a lot of Eagles fans. Mm-hmm. So Glenn Fry died. Yeah. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Because I, uh, you know, brings me back to when I was a kid. <laughs> and you had that fucking peaceful, easy feeling. Yeah, I actually every time I say this, somebody wants to kill me. But I fucking hate the Eagles. No, passion. that's what I'm saying. Like, like I'm not gonna say that I don't care that somebody died, but 
Okay, Glenn Friday. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think the Eagles appeal a lot to the working man, I guess, because they're always exposed to the 104.3 radio. <laughs> well, have you ever have you ever watched the documentary? It is amazing. On what, what? The Eagles? Yeah. Whether nah. you like the Eagles or you don't like the Eagles, just uh, you as, as being somebody who played in bands for a large part of your life have to watch this documentary. I'm telling you. It does, it, even if you like the the Eagles, you'll probably end up disliking at least Glenn Fry and Don Henley anyway. And if you dislike Don Henley and Glenn Fry like I do, then you're going to end up fucking hating these guys <laughs> because they are just there was nothing about them that cared about music. They just don't. All they cared about was money. It was like a corporate. The Eagles were a corporation. Sense. Yeah, it's like what you would think, yeah. you know. But um, it's it's actually I'm going to recommend watching this documentary. It, yeah. You're not going to have to put up with like the seagulls. It's really worth watching. Uh, no, douche chill city. No, you I'm know? telling you, I'm telling you, it's not a, it's not like an eagle. It's not celebrating the eagles. You know, it's not one of those things. It's 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 a really crazy look into the economics of a popular band that happened to be led by two fucking dickhead egomaniacs <laughs> that only cared about money, did not give a fuck about anything else. Yeah, you, you know? can kind of tell that just straight from the jump. Uh, it, and, you know, I, I said on this podcast before, and I got a little bit of a little bit of uh, pushback on it by the people that email and stuff, that um, 311 Down is the worst song ever written. <laughs> yeah. Um, a close tie, if not a tie, but second place is Don Henley's Dirty Laundry. <laughs> yeah, kick him, kick him under up. Kick, kick him under down. <laughs> kick him under up. Yeah, and that song sucks. You know what would be a good... He, he was just sitting at home on his probably bed made of $100 bills and was just sitting there going, you know what would be a great idea if I write a song that every line of every verse ended in... Dirty laundry. <laughs> yeah, that song is. Terrible. It is the worst song ever written. And I and I fucking. That's want... worse than Three Elevens Down. I think. No, no, it can't be. <laughs> the only way that that uh, Dirty Laundry would be worse than Down is if Don Henley said, "Congratulations." <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was working with some dude one again a guitar. I worked with a lot of guitar players and musicians, and he was a cool dude. And uh, and me and him would talk music a lot. And uh, he was more of a classic rock guy. But uh, he still, you know, we, we respected each other's opinion. And uh, one day he was talking about how much he liked Don Henley. And uh, and I didn't want to, like, come at him with, oh, you know, Don Henley, I can't stand Don Henley and all that shit. But I was just going like, okay. And, uh, and I was like, what's your uh, favorite Don Henley song? What's your worst Don Henley song? And he said his favorite Don Henley song was Dirty Laundry. <laughs> Holy shit. And I fucking, I, that was it. Like, it, have you ever had somebody that you're getting along with, like, say one thing? Like, they'll say, um, they'll say, like, uh, like say a movie that you love. Like, say out of nowhere they're sitting there and they're like, man, Pulp Fiction sucks. And you're just like, okay, well, I guess we're never going to get along. We're never going to be able to hang out. You know, like, there's certain lines. And I'll do it for women. You know, like, like my last girlfriend listened to horrible music and I put up with it. I probably shouldn't have, you know, but I did and stuff. But like sometimes there's people that you might do right on the cusp of are we going to be friends or not? And then they'll just say one, which might be insignificant to other people, but like an art and a band or a movie or a comedian <laughs> that you love and they say they suck. And you're just like, OK, well, we're never going to talk again. <laughs> I go by food. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like if a chick eats an Italian sub. Oh, right, 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 you right, know? right, yeah. But, uh, I mean, we've been friends for 30 years. There's got to have been – there has to be things that I eat that you think are disgusting. No. Whenever you eat – when you make food and you eat food, I want to eat that. <laughs> <laughs> what about Scrapple? I eat Scrapple. Oh, yeah. You I like – fucking yeah, love yeah, Scrapple. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right you do. That, is, that is normally a turn Scrapple, on. like, defines my life. <laughs> that is – yeah. You're right. That is normally the big one for me is that people cannot understand the fact that I oh, eat it's and enjoy amazing. Scrapple. I know. Look, you don't got to tell me. Yeah. I love it. Well, people don't get it. I love it so – 
As a matter of fact, Scrapple ruined my the Christmas last Christmas because we woke up in the morning as as a family and cooked a, a nice big thing of Scrapple, but um, I ate it too quick out of the deep fryer and totally destroyed the whole top of my mouth, <laughs> like to the point you where there was, wait. there was like skin hanging down and shit, and all, and I was tonguing it all day and shit. I fucking hate that. <laughs> Like those fries that we used to make at Bob's Market and Dildo. Whenever you'd put out a plate of fries, I'm like, damn, I need a plate of fries bad. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't cut those. Those are pre-cut fries. I just put them in a deep fryer and took them out. <laughs> but they were it's not fried like I made golden. Them. I consider myself a good cook. And uh, that's one of the things as I rebuild my life that I'm really, really looking forward to getting back to. That's some things that some, some ladies out there might be listening to this podcast and saying like, damn, Dev's single. I wonder what's going on with him. And I'm going to let you know that... Uh, you do get a lot of bullshit when when you're dating me, but the one thing that you don't get, if you, if anybody out there is on the cusp of if they want to start a relationship <laughs> with me, is that you will get finely cooked meals pretty much every night of your life. <laughs> yeah, I I just enjoy the whole process of cooking. I, I I like it as an art form. I like to come home from work or whatever the hell I'm doing and like set everything up and listen to music, maybe have a beer or some wine and just create something for two hours, mm-hmm. and it's normally pretty good. I can yeah, and the presentation's good. always well. Makes yes. me want to eat. <laughs> so yeah any girls out there thinking about they might want to date me if you like getting cooked for give old dead yeah. look call. forward to breakfast breakfast is always well that was from all the years at bob's market and dill do yeah yeah it brought my cholesterol level through the roof that's for damn sure i'll just give you the hint everybody says dev how are your eggs so good and here's the reason well it's spe- well there's many ways to make eggs but if you're de- let's say scrambled eggs right so let's say you're making scrambled eggs for a bunch of people um and uh you want them to be fluffy and delicious a lot of people think you got to put milk in there or yeah, maybe half and half and all that shit. It doesn't really matter. If you want to make eggs go a little bit farther, you could put a little bit of milk in it. But the key to scrambled eggs is take them out of the pan before you think they're done. That's oh, it. yeah, for sure. That's all it is. That's what I always do. I always turn the heat off and let them cook in no, their no, own heat. Don't even don't. Well, don't turn the heat off. And this is fucking riveting radio that we're doing right here. But um, <laughs> a lot just, of people are writing this shit down. <laughs> just scramble the eggs until the point where they, they, you know, you know that they're cooked, but they still look slimy, like they still look like you shouldn't eat them, and then take them off. And then while they're on the plate or whatever, they will still cook for a little bit and just get fluffy as shit. <laughs> oh yeah, that's your whole theory of it's still cooking in the aluminum foil. <laughs> yeah. But you would do that with like T-bone steaks. <laughs> You'd yes. be like, that's just still cooking. I'm like, nah, that's not cooking. <laughs> yes, it happens. <laughs> the natural heat will still sear. I don't know about a T-bone steak. <laughs> like but. you'll take something off the grill when it's in like rare. If somebody wanted medium and wrap it up, you're like, it's cooking to medium. <laughs> Yes, that's what happens. <laughs> There's nothing worse than fucking uh, overcooked meat. O- overcooked meat. Yeah, it's the worst no, thing in the world. You yeah. might as well not eat it. Just throw it the fuck out. Yeah, I uh, I had a girlfriend um, that well, who am I lying? It's fucking Carla, the one. What and fucking she would not eat meat if it was red. And I was like, well, then don't eat meat. Yeah, you know, it doesn't like. There's no point in getting a well done steak. It, it, you're just ruining a steak. You're eating a shoe. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. Right. It just there's no point in eating that. Eat chicken or eat a pork chop or something like yeah, that. Pork chop, but yeah. don't order a steak well done. You're just wasting that steak. Somebody who actually enjoys steak could have gotten that steak. <laughs> and now you've just ruined it. You know, taking good steak out of the mouth of steak lovers. When I was in D.C. over the weekend, um, we went to a place where the claim is that. Uh, this is unsubstantiated too, along with the penis fingers, but, uh, but, um, <laughs> penis fingers, the, the, the finger penises, the, the, uh, the, um, claim was that it was one of the, the best, like, top 10 burgers in the country. And, uh, we we're doing a little day drinking, not gonna lie about that, but, uh, so, um, we're a little loopy and I ordered this burger and it was fucking amazing. But the weird thing was we went to go order it and they said, um, how do you want it done? Medium rare or well done? 
and that was the only like because i'll normally say rare or medium rare you know but like some people like it medium or something like that and there was no other choices and they said because of the cut of meat that they use on the burger like i guess i didn't really ask that much but from what she kind of said that i got was that from like the quality of meat and the cut of the patties that they use, there's only two ways you could cook it: either medium rare or well done. That's Otherwise, crazy. it ruins it or something. See, because that that puts up a dilemma for me because I like the blood in the middle, but the burnt outside. You, you like know? the char on the I outside. I like the char on the outside, but the blood in the middle. Um, That'd be medium rare for me. Yeah, well, they do medium rare. Oh, that's what it was, medium, medium rare, rare or well done. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't eat a well done burger. Nah. One time when I was living in the the fantastic downtown Jersey City area, there is a bar out there that I'll give a little shout out called the White Star Bar, who uh, had um, has pretty well known burgers. People around there know the burgers are really good. So I was ordering ordering uh, dinner one night, had it delivered, which I never normally did. And I asked for a rare burger, right? I normally say rare, you know. Because you knew it would be cooking the whole way to your house. And also, <laughs> I, I don't mind, as long as it's good meat, I don't mind a rare burger, you know. And um, and this thing Yeah, shook. you can't eat a Topps rare. Well, this, yeah, right. <laughs> a fucking, um, what are those things? A Bubba burger? I'll yeah. take a Bubba burger rare, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, and this thing showed up, though, and it was like it was like just a burger tartare. Like, I don't even know yeah. if they threw it on the fucking thing. And I first I looked at it, and I was like, uh, and I was like, nah, fuck it. If I get sick, I get sick, and I ate it. Now yeah, you know where I live. It was pretty fucking good. <laughs> well, have you ever actually had uh, uh, beef tartare yes, before? Yes, I have, yeah. It's fucking unbelievable. <laughs> How are you going to ask me that question? <laughs> yeah, I know. You, do, you like everything wrong. Yeah. Um, I mean, everything. everything. <laughs> um, yeah, fucking, uh, I had it also in Jersey City. There was a, a, a really like high end restaurant that opened up around the corner from my apartment. Went there to, um, celebrate the, uh, <laughs> the engagement, the, the laughable engagement that happened, <laughs> as a matter of fact, and, um, got it. And it was unbelievable. And I was a little apprehensive about it because I had never eaten it and, it. and it's kind of, to look at just a plate of raw meat, and they actually it was raw meat with like a raw egg in the middle. Like yeah, they actually the presentation made, isn't too good. Looking. They make it look like they mold it like a, um, a, a like like the the cake for a strawberry shortcake. You know what I mean? So it has that indentation in the middle, like a circle, and then you could put the the whipped cream. Uh, in it, you okay, know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Like the little sponge cake, like that. And then they crack the egg in the middle. So you're just eating raw meat in a raw egg. And I was like, all right, well, I got to do this for the experience. And it was pretty fucking delicious. Yeah, this and good. also. Um, I, it, I don't it, know about the egg though. It, no, it was good. It went together. Yeah. It, the raw egg thing is like a fucking, it, like a, like a thing, you know, that's what people do now. Like, like high end, all these high end artisanal pizza places now, like you could get fennel pizza and they'll just crack a raw egg in the middle of it. And really? Shit. Yeah. I'm not into that. But, um, no, it's, it's not, I mean, whatever. It's not that bad. Yeah. But after I ate that beef tartare, I felt like uh like i i felt like strong <laughs> i don't protein, know like, yeah like protein. i yeah i felt like i don't know how to explain it like i felt like a man you know like like it might have been the egg actually because could have been yeah because my brother he was like a health nut and he used to get these like super omega eggs and one day i was hungry i was like fuck it i'll eat the omega eggs and i made them <laughs> and i had like i got a, like a burst of energy from it i was ready to do shit I think it just might be eating just the blood of an animal, like and and I don't even that doesn't even <laughs> you, sound good. You get cavemanish, yeah, like, yeah. Like I was just like, ah, like I fucking <laughs> grabbed my girlfriend by her hair and drug her home and shit. <laughs> Tim the Toolman, <laughs> what? Tim the Toolman did that? <laughs> I don't know. Why? Just because I made that noise? Because you made the noise. Yeah. We should play on this podcast the Tim the Toolman Taylor song. One I time. would love to. Mine skipped so bad that I, I haven't listened to. It I in have years. them all. So p- if people at home don't know, which why the fuck would you? Well, actually, well, the the end song, We Die Love, kind of came from that era. Yeah. 
but um, uh, me and RTG and a bunch of our, our musician friends and some non-musician friends mm-hmm. um, did this thing for a few years where we kind of just had the white Wu-Tang clan of joke rap. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly, exactly what it was. And over that time, I think we recorded like a hundred songs and they're all, most of them are rap, some of them are rock and, and all that shit, but they're all just joke songs. And uh, And I wasn't a part of it, but you guys did one song. Uh, all about uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor, which is hilarious, and we, yeah. we will play that one day. We did uh, Pirates versus Vampires was pretty good. Yeah, that was a good, and eat. that was before that stupid fucking. I can't stand that uh, that epic rap battles of history thing on YouTube. Have you ever seen that? Nah, and it's it's literally that concept, like Pirates versus Vampires. You guys wrote that. And that's that's a, a a pirate and a vampire screaming at each other about who's better. Uh-huh. And now there's two dudes that do that, and, and they've been around forever. It's like one of the biggest things on YouTube. And they'll have like Abe Lincoln screaming at Genghis Khan or really? something, and they rap battle. But Bastards. it's all yeah, but it's not funny. You know, sure, it's, it it's not at all. And when I used to take the path in, into uh, Manhattan for work every day, they would have advertisements all over the place. It's like a giant account. Fuck, These dudes man. make tons of cash. Again, if you would, if you no. got, if we would have just capitalized on that, then <clears throat> we could have been those guys. Seriously, and ours is actually pretty fucking good. Yeah, that song is, <laughs> I think it's a good song. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. But you know, they do the whole production. They dress up and all that shit. And, and I'm probably wrong. Probably everybody likes it. But I, I tried to watch it once or twice, and I was like, this is not. Yeah, fuck fun. that. That's the whole good Charlotte shit. Someone fucking heard. Stole our shit. Are you talking about when Good Charlotte stole my um, my music video idea? Yeah, everything. They would steal everything. <laughs> Fucking Remember, Good was Charlotte. It more is. than one thing. Remember, because you'd be like, Shh, "Good Charlotte's around." Yeah, they did well. Well, you know, Good Charlotte was one of those um, at the tail end of that scene that kind of uh, yeah, kind of ruined everything. And there's, uh, I was reading something in Alternative Press, and next year they're supposed to be the uh, the revival of that whole era, which I don't see how it could possibly revive, but. What, really bad pop punk? Not bad pop punk, but the whole, uh, I would say it came from Jersey with Thursday and My Chemical Romance and the youth. They can, they call it Screamo. Right. But I wouldn't say Good Charlotte's a a part of that. I put Good Charlotte more in the, in the camp of Sum 41 and Blink 182. Yeah. Where they came too late and they bastardized good music and and like became popular off of playing a weak version of better music. Yeah. But I just mean because they came around the same time era. Yeah. Right. Where like punk had a little, little step into mainstream. Well, I, you know, like if you're going to, if you're going to talk about that period, like whatever you may think of the individual bands, like, like, sure, you might not be the world's biggest Thursday fan or something like that, you know, like, uh, or, or whatever. But I think that that, that scene, that like New Brunswick underground scene, there was some cool shit that came out of that. And all those guys are cool. Like, I don't have any problems with those bands, whether I listen to them or not, you know? Yeah, I have no personal beef. Right. <laughs> you know, but. But they, well, they at least came from their own scene. You see what I'm saying? Uh, yes, like, they, yes. they, they, they grew up listening to No Effects and The Clash. And all these bands, and they wanted to play that music, but they started writing music that was that they wanted to play, yeah. and then started a scene. Whereas bands like Good Charlotte and all that shit just ripped off those bands, didn't do it as well, yeah, and, fuck, yeah. and and totally. you know, and went straight to the top with it. You know, like yeah. they were corporate bands to begin with. But do you remember it was one uh, one Warp tour? Every single underground punk rock band thanked Good Charlotte. Like Good Charlotte was funding the whole fucking thing. They had like were obligated to thank Good Charlotte. Yeah, look, they might be good dudes. You know, I don't. You know, I, I don't know they them probably personally. Paid for everyone's lunch. I know that. Uh, <laughs> I know that. Like like Tim Armstrong from Rancid is like friends with those the Madden brothers, and yeah, like they were yeah. even like some of his videos and shit, and you know whatever. Right. I you know I don't know. I'm just talking about that last wave of pop punk or yeah. whatever you know like fucking it, it was just 
kind of lame. Yeah, I don't well, know. You know, it as was, growing up it listening, sad. it was upsetting listening to that. Well, you know, I think the thing was is like people, like people go back in and uh, and and sorry for anybody who's not punk fans that were doing, but people go back and they call, let's say, the Fat Wreck bands or the Epitaph bands, so like Lagwagon No Effects, Bad Religion, mm. they call that pop punk, right? right? But that wasn't pop punk. Yeah, I understand. I, was, where, I, I call that power punk. Well, I understand where you're coming from if you do call that pop punk because it is poppy. You know, it, it, there's melodies and stuff like that. But the 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 pop punk thing that was like a second wave of punk. Yeah. And then the pop punk thing came from Blink One Eighty Two and Good Charlotte and Sum Forty One and all that shit. And then everybody just went back retroactively and just and then just labeled all the bands that they kind of were influenced by that as well you know like mm-hmm. like i don't see no effects as a pop punk band i see no effects as a straight up punk rock band mm-hmm. you know they might not be as edgy as the dead kennedys or minor threat or something like that you know and they and they might play some ska songs and and, and be a little bit bubbly and shit but for what it's worth, they were a straight up punk band. Yeah, Blink One Eighty Two is a one hundred percent pop band. Yeah, you know, what I mean, that kind that's of what when people say, you know, like, oh, punk rock, it's three chords, it's messy, it's whatever. I'm like, yeah, that is punk rock. That is where punk rock started. But like, you know, when I think about those East Coast punk rock bands, like that is some intricate music that almost came out of like the California metal scene, and sure. then they, you know, they added that punky vibe to it and came up with that power punk, you know type of music right but that in no way could be considered the sloppy three-chord punk rock because that is one of the most intricate you know you have jazz and then power punk <laughs> it's, it's right underneath i think it. some people out there would disagree with i'm that, joking but, yeah, obviously right. but it's it it can't be considered a three-chord punk rock because that is some intricate shit right you know? and when you think okay so when you think of punk bands right and i'm not talking about bands that you like specifically but let's just say you had to choose the one ultimate punk band of all time who would they be um, one ultimate punk band of all time. Not necessarily, the, not necessarily the one that you like the most. The one I that know. represents punk the most. I know, I know. What I you mean, mean, I have my answer unequivocally. I know the answer. I know what you mean. Um, uh, I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, see, I'm trying to think of like New York based punk rock because that's really where it started. Yeah, you're right. You know, Th- there's an actual answer to this. I'm this, sure there this is. This isn't an opinion. I'm, uh, and I will tell you the answer after you say yeah. it. I'm just hoping that you say what I think. Um. I, I'm trying to to block the Ramones out of my head. No, that's, that's the answer. What, I know yeah. it's the I Ramones. Know, and look, no, I, oh, I love the Ramones. But but here's the thing: you're gonna tell me if like if you're gonna say top punk bands of all time, and you're gonna say the Ramones, which is true, the Ramones are the the best punk band of all time and should be. Um, it, but you're you're not gonna tell me that they weren't out of anybody a pop punk band. Right, they basically right. were just a faster version of the Beach Boys that wore leather jackets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, but uh, but to to say that the Ramones are a punk band and maybe No Effects is a pop punk band just doesn't make any sense. To me. Right? No, you know, not at all. Not at all. All right, let's stop the punk talk. Yeah, I know. Because people, I love people it. are out there like Glenn Fry died today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's stuck in Hotel California forever. Yeah, I saw something on Facebook about how some dude went off on how people just want to make it about themselves, how we were talking about. And, you know, it is truly what it is. Yeah. You know, and the Bowie thing will not go away. Like now, today, I saw 12 different posts about how I guess an article just came out somewhere and then everyone started uh, sharing it about how Coldplay, I guess, had asked David Bowie to sing one of their songs. And then Bowie kind of said, I don't want to. It's not that good of a song. So that's been all over the place today. Like. Whenever a new article or something comes out, everyone's just still sharing. Yeah, they love being newscasters. Yeah. Well, you know, 
So, but speaking of dead uh, celebrities, mm-hmm. since we've been talking about this so much, yeah, you uh, you came up with a little list. I gave you a whole list of people to mourn, dating all the way back to the '80s, maybe even back to the '50s. So you guys could jump all over this, and uh, you know. Now, yeah. how many um, how many uh, installments are on this list? I made ten. I don't want to call it a top ten list. I don't know, but you, there's there's ten on this <laughs> list. 10, so is this 10. officially a? <laughs> You've selected RTG's All right, it is. top ten list. <laughs> Files downloaded. Oh, yeah, this will. I really. I, I didn't know we were doing a top ten list, and I, my plan was to not have that thing blow up this time. But maybe <laughs> next time, we'll see. All but right, I, so I, you, I guess we'll keep, we'll put this in some type of order. Whatever, just ramble it off. Right. But give it a name first. All right, it's uh shit. I guess it's the ten, the ten groups of people who died the same day. The top, the top ten, <laughs> <laughs> the top ten. I, I love how retarded you are when it comes to naming top ten lists. It's great. <laughs> Some of these are, are triads, so it's not really pairs of people who the died together. The top ten instances where celebrities died celebrity, on the same day. Yes, celebrities slash people of fame died on the same day. What's the difference between a celebrity and a people people of fame? Because, you know, some people aren't really celebrities, you know, like uh, some of these people on here are, you know, directors or movie producers that no one was going to know who People they in the public eye. Okay, people in the public eye died on the same day, but not just the same day, the same exact day, as in same day, same year. Same yeah, day. right, exactly, on the right. same day. Like we had talked about it before, yes. how uh, Farrah Fawcett and Michael Jackson died mm-hmm. on the same and day. And that's number 10. That's oh, okay. The, that's the first one on the list. That's what made me start thinking this stuff. Okay. And we already talked about that, so we don't really need to go And that there. date was June 25th, 2009. I think I guessed that date. Did I say June 25th? I'm going to have to go back and review the yeah. tape, but I think you were close. I think I, yeah, it was up there. It was close. And we talked about that. We were like in the bar that night, and, and the word came across the bar like a wave that Michael Jackson had died, and then mm-hmm. people started playing songs. It was like a cell. It was a very, it was a very cool night. But in the, in the midst of all that, Farrah Fawcett passed away. And, like, kind of then started just getting the corners of newspapers <laughs> yeah. and stuff. And, it, like, what are you going to do? Sad. Right. Poor Farrah got put on the back burner. Is that part of this list? Do you have, like, who was the yeah. biggest? Well, no, but we can make our own decisions on who was bigger because some of them are close. Okay. Some lay close. lay uh, number nine on us. Number nine is going to be Jim Henson and Sammy Davis Jr. on May 16th, 1990. Wow. Henson's been dead that long. Mm-hmm. Um, I, well, I would say. And Mr. Bojangles. <laughs> For a ten-year-old, seriously, for a ten-year-old dev who—that's uh, how old I was in 1990. Yeah, um, Jim Henson would definitely have been the bigger upset then. Yeah, um, but I'm gonna have to say, as far as popularity and celebrity goes, that Sammy Davis Jr. is a yeah, bigger celebrity. Yeah, he was the bigger man. I wonder, I wonder who got the billing that day, like in the newspapers and stuff. It had to be I Sammy think, Davis. Jr. I was gonna say, I think Henson got it. But, really? But then again, we were that age, so maybe we only cared about Henson. Right. You know, maybe we didn't really care about Bojangles. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure when you uh, think about how many people actually cared, I'm sure there was more adults that cared about Mr. Bojangles. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But also, uh, you know, Henson died at a young age. He was a young dude. And, uh, you know. A young dude? Yeah, I mean, he was, what, not even 50? I think he died in his 40s, yeah. Holy shit. Or maybe he was like 50 or something. But a relatively young guy, whereas Sammy Davis had like a very long life. So that might have been. You know, hence it might have been more of an upset. Let's right, say. right. 
Okay, moving on. Well, number eight's kind of weak because no one really knows who Federico Fellini is. But who he, is he? Lay it on us. He's a director. What did he direct? I have no fucking idea. So <laughs> he, he, was, he was a European director, so he probably did like those real cheap Euro movies. I think I've seen uh, f- uh, Fellini films. I just have to... Uh, okay, go ahead. Well, so Are you, you sure you're not thinking of Roberto? Like He has almost the same exact name. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But he's more famous than this guy. But he died on October 31st, 1993... With River Phoenix. Ooh. Yeah, River Phoenix was a big one. Yeah, that was a big one. Um, Doing uh, coke with Flea and fucking Johnny Depp at the Viper Room and then went slamming his head on the outside. Oh, yeah, La Dolce Vita. Yeah, I've I've definitely seen uh, Fellini films. Um, Really? Yeah. um, Jesus. uh, So, right. Well, okay. So, you know, now uh, Federico Fellini died at 73. Um, he had a, a long career and stuff like that. Yeah. River Phoenix was a, literally a teenager. Yeah. No, was he? I don't think he was in, at least in his 20s. No? I think he died when he was 19. Didn't really? He? Yeah. Damn. Uh, that I don't know for sure. I guess I could look that up Damn. as well. But yeah, I mean, and then that that story had all the glitz and the glam to it because they're mm-hmm. at the Viper Room, which is owned by Johnny Depp. He's fucking doing coke with Christina Applegate. And fucking flea. and f- Yeah, right. And then fucking comes out and dies in the middle of the street in front yeah. of everybody. And, and it's like... A, a, and I think he got ass naked, too. Oh, did he? I didn't know I about don't know. That. Usually, not usually, but a lot of overdoses, people strip ass naked. I guess you get really hot before you OD, but usually you find them ass naked. <laughs> Uh, he died. He was 23 when he died. My That's mistake. what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah, I thought he was younger than that. So I'm gonna have to say that, especially in the United States, that that River Phoenix River, was a bigger, yeah. bigger thing. Because I'm sure the tabloids just fucking ran with that shit. Of course, of course. Yeah, definitely River. Okay. Uh, the next one's gonna be Freddie Mercury and Klaus Kinski. Who's Klaus Kinski? Another one of those Euro directors. <laughs> they drop like flies when it comes to celebrities. I thought there was going to be more people that I knew on this. There's going to be. There's um, going to be. Well, I mean, so... Uh, I think that's it for the no-namers. Okay. Um, well, again, you're looking at a director or the lead singer of a giant fucking rock band. Was he the lead singer? I thought he just played guitar. What? I Freddie thought, Mercury? Oh, I, I was looking at somebody else. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, what? Yeah, because the next guy on my list is guitar uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're talking about <laughs> yeah, the lead singer right, right. of a giant. So, I yeah. mean, yeah, there's no contest there. Yeah, none at all. Um, none at all. So yeah. That was November 23rd, 1991. I'm looking at that right now, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And, uh, all right. So, and I think that was like the first celebrity death from AIDS, too. Uh, that was probably publicized from right. AIDS, right? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean the, the Freddie Mercury thing, like you know, like he he didn't like when he was around, he didn't really discuss his his homosexuality, and even though everybody knew it yeah. and that kind of thing. And then once you grow that stash, it's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I I mean, hands down, that's Freddie Mercury for sure. Yeah, and a sad day for music, by the way. I'm a, I'm a Queen fan. So here's the last one that's gonna have a no name in it because uh, we got Lauren Green, who I forgot what he what actually I think it's maybe a female. Tennis player or someone I have no idea who it is. Okay. And Peter Tosh on September 11th, 87. <laughs> I don't think I know either of these people. Peter Tosh? This list sucks. The guitar player, the Whalers? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Okay. Yeah, everybody. But, the one Peter Tosh and a well-known celebrity in Scenario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I think that's where you got more notability in there. I don't know who Lauren Green is, though. I don't know either. I looked and it why up. Why is she on your list? Because it, it, it was a celebrity. Okay. You know, we, we needed him. I'm going to say that day, most people just kind of uh, went through their day not knowing that anybody died. Probably. But here's, here's where we get juicy. Okay. Can't wait. Then we got Orville Wright, inventor of the airplane, mm-hmm. and One Gandhi. Of the, 
<laughs> Whoa. On the same day? Yeah. That's weird. January 30th, 1948. That's weird. That it, I didn't even, for some reason, I, uh, I'm like, the timelines don't add up there. Like, you just think of the Wright brothers being like so fucking old. Yeah. And but, Gandhi, I, I mean, I know that Gandhi was back then, but I, yeah, for some reason, that's a weird I thing. I mean, let's think of the airplane being invented in the late 1800s. Right? Okay. And then he dies in 48. So he lived a fruitful life. He just died. Right. Okay. You know? And I, I know Gandhi had to be old because you never see young pictures of Gandhi. Right. <laughs> he came out of the womb a crickety old man. Yeah. Well, back then, I don't even know if there was like, like, did they even make death announcement? Was it like, read all about it? Then you flip the fucking coin and the guy bites it and shit. Right. Like, who knows about that? That's why the, ne- the next one is a good one. But Okay, know, but wait. We're going to have to choose. So for you... Who the bigger death is? Yeah. Between Orville Wright and Gandhi? Yeah. I'm going to say Orville Wright. I'm going to say Gandhi. All right. You know. I'm going to say Orville Wright because... It's weird because they both like contributed so much to society. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But but still, I know Orville Wright invented uh, a mode of transportation. um, Which is more important than my life than the peaceful Gandhi. No, I get it. But Gandhi's such a big name. It it is. It is. uh, I I think if you were to ask, um, and I don't know if this should be the barometer or not, but I think if you were to ask like college kids that are in school right now, um, whether uh, who Orville Wright is and who uh, Mahatma Gandhi is, they would probably know Gandhi over Orville Wright. Probably, probably. I mean, they'll probably know both, but maybe they'll say Gandhi's the bigger one because they're so intellectual. Also, a little side stat that I heard today, not to throw you off track on this wonderful top ten I'm list. not going to get off track. <laughs> um, but uh, I heard that today that 10% of college, people that are in college student right now um, think that Judge Judy uh, resides on the Supreme Court. What? No. <laughs> You've selected RTG top ten list. Man, that fucking computer is so high. I just want to <laughs> download it. Do you know? I don't know much about the uh, the A High Five supercomputer, but I would feel like it's in bad shape. I would feel like if there's there's ladies out there that want to date it, it would it would cook them <laughs> meals every night. I don't know. Just uh, just something about that voice. So do you know, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard that on college campuses now, there's a place that you could run to if you're being verbally offended by something someone's talking about. I don't know that for sure, but I 100% fucking believe it. That's so sad. I mean, college campuses have always been the bastion of fucking... Uh, of Run for cover. Of pussies. You yeah. Know, like, it, it, like, just like the movie PCU, you know, like oh, that whole fucking thing. It's totally like that. And yeah. as it should be. You know, like that is a place where people could just be their ultimate hippie or or emo or whatever. That's fine, but yeah, I I don't that run to a safe spot. Yeah, that's terrible. That whole this whole thing that we're going through right now is going to end up cannibalizing itself because the human race cannot exist under these conditions. No, it just it just can't. Like this, I think it's just America. I don't think euros are offended. No, I'm sure that's been going on there too. Yeah, it's just the the sensitivity. It's it's because what's going to happen. Is that out of all of these people that uh, that that are growing up in this like sensitive landscape where you can't say anything about anybody? There's always going to be people their same age group that either didn't grow up that way or don't give a fuck about those rules, and then those are going to be the people that succeed in life. Right, right. And sooner or later, everyone's going to realize that no, you got to have to be a little cutthroat to succeed yeah, in no life, doubt. and it's going to take back over. So I'm not even worrying about it. When I hear those stories, I'm just I'm, like, I just feel really bad for those kids. Like, how? Why were you raised to be such a pussy? Right. Well, you it. should worry about it because when we're fucking 
generation, hopefully, if we make it into our 60s and our 70s, these are the fucking cats that are going to be, like, making our decisions and shit. Yeah, true. Gotta worry about that fucking thing. I know. All right, go on with the top of 10 list. Next one's a goodie. We got John Adams and Thomas Jefferson dying not only the same day in 1826, but on the 4th of July. Yes, I did know this. That's Mm -hmm. a a very interesting fun fact. That's Um, a good tidbit. And also down the line somewhere, not in the same year, but also on July 4th, the next president, James Madison, died on July 4th. Oh, right. It's weird. That is kind of weird. Yeah. But I mean... It's like you sign the declaration, you die with the declaration. I don't think there's any contest there, though. Thomas Jefferson all the way. Oh, yeah, no doubt. NJ represent. Me and Thomas Jefferson have a lot in common. What's that? We both like women of color. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. And if it was still legal, probably would have kept slaves. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's pretty nuts that they both died on the same day. I did not know where to go with that. It's true. It's the fact that you agreed to that so so quickly. <laughs> yes. Yes, I would, yes keep I would keep slaves. Okay. Wait, where where are we on this list now? We're, he- we're heading into number three, which uh, from here on out, they're going to be triads. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Throw a little spice into the mix. So number three is going to be a combo of Milton Berle, Dudley Moore, and Billy Wilder. All great actors. Mm. Well, Milton Berle's not really great, but I love the Arthur flicks. <laughs> Yeah, no, Milton Berle, are you kidding me? Milton Berle is like the fucking inventor of like television and shit, you know? Oh, like, he, I thought he was like a stand-up. You know, he was, but he was he was there back in that time. Like he was always he was always on all the old talk shows and, and wrote all, like a lot of that shit and all Yeah, that. the Bob Hope era. I would say that Milton Berle is definitely the um Uncle Milty, I'm gonna say yeah. is the big name there. Yeah, he I is. like Dudley Moore. I like him a lot. Um I, yeah, I like those original ones. The the uh he was funny. But... I didn't know Dudley Moore died so young. How old is he? I don't know, but if you figure the Arthur movies came out in the eighties, right, in <laughs> late eighties, uh-huh. he had to be like young forties then. So he died in his sixties. You want to? Uh, you want to know a interesting fact about one Dudley Moore? Yeah, I don't know definitely. why I have all these fun facts. Um, first, let's see how old he was when he died. He was sixty six when he died. Yeah, yeah. Well, still, I mean, that's that's. I mean, even though nowadays that's the uh, the average. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the age of a celebrity. Um, Dudley Moore had a club foot. And uh, the gout, uh, not the gout, just like a straight up club foot, like one of those fucked up feet that, yeah. you know, you see people walking around in boots and shit. Ugh. And if you watch, <laughs> if you watch, I think it's uh, uh, what I think it might be fucking Arthur, Arthur <laughs> but there's a beach scene. And and you don't see like his left foot the whole time. It's because he has a fucking club foot. <laughs> oh, Dudley. Now, look, I'm gonna, I would think it was the gout. No, well, the gout's not clubfoot. It's two completely different <laughs> you things. You get clubfoot from the gout. I don't know that that's true. <laughs> Doctors can verify. If anybody out there could, 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 could get in touch with us and verify, one, that the gout equals clubfoot, and two, that you could tell the size of my penis by my nail beds, please get in touch with us. <laughs> not only is it clubfoot, you get swollen kneecaps, you get the elbow grease. I know what the gout is, but I don't think that equates to clubfoot. I just love the gout. I know. It's a great disease. <laughs> I know a dude that had the gout for a while, and he, he was, did. He was in that. fucking pain, man. I felt bad for that dude. Why? Because he drank mad draft beer and they, they, no. Seafood? Well, they they tell you all the time that it's a different thing. They tell you that it's beer. They tell you that it's they tell you that it's alcohol. They tell you that it's certain foods. But I think really what it comes down to is nobody really knows. They know what it is, whatever certain kind of acid that is that builds up. 
But there's no real re- like there's no way to control it. I don't think. <laughs> you, know? you get the gout, you're just an unhealthy fuck, probably. I met some old dude once that told me that you get the gout because they don't clean the line, the the, the tap lines in bars. So if you drink fucking, that makes sense. If you drink pints of beer out of like in old bars and they don't clean the tap lines, that's how you get the gout. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It makes just as much sense as fucking eating shellfish or what. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Yeah, it's just being dirty. I guess you get the gout. All I know is some dudes get the gout, some dudes don't. I'm sure if it was like the 1800s, people were just walking around with gout, just living the gout. Yeah, but that was just pain, and then they're like, well, I'm going to deal with this pain because I'm going to be dead by the time I'm 32. Yeah. Number two? Number two, C.S. Lewis, Aldous Huxley, and JFK, all on November 22nd, 1963. Okay, so I know C.S. Lewis. And you know Aldous Huxley. Who's Aldous Huxley? Brave New World. Oh, wow. Yeah, Hmm. so we got two authors and a president. Look, I love literature, but I you can't say that the biggest name isn't JFK on that Oh, my God. List. That's like the biggest death ever. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, Alice in Wonderland's great, but... It's, yeah. it's definitely the the death I've watched most. <laughs> this is a Bruder film? Yeah. Over and over and over again? I, yeah. was, I was obsessed with JFK when I was a kid. Like, I remember wow. when that uh, when that, when that that Oliver Stone film came out, You would you would, that's all you talked about. Obsessed. And like to this day, I do research on JFK. I'm like destined to figure out, you know what I mean? Even though I kind of came to a conclusion. What's your conclusion? Uh... Um, he was a mob boss in New Orleans. His name was uh, Carlos. Um, the fuck was his name? I can't. I can't get Carlos Mencia out of my head, but it's, it's something like Carlos <laughs> you heard it here Mencia. first. Carlos Mencia <laughs> shot JFK. JFK. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was whatever the mob boss. You know, he was. He was a big mob boss that worked with uh, uh, Traficante and those dudes, the Southern mob bosses. Okay, and he had a personal vendetta with the Kennedy family. And a lot of shit went down. Like, the Kennedy family picked him up in a plane and dropped him off in the middle of Columbia once to just, like, go for Belize or somewhere where they just hoped he would just die in the woods. But he came back and he fucking off the Kennedys. Yeah, but it was definitely him. Do sure. you, so do you think that, uh, what's his name, um, was actually the gunman? Who, Oswald? Yeah. Yes, he was one of them. So you think that this mob guy hired him to be the gunman? Yeah, absolutely. And then that's why they and they came in and they fucking killed Oswald when they were bringing him out or whatever. Yeah, no doubt. I okay. mean, there was other gunmen, but Oswald was definitely shooting from the book depository. Okay, you know, no doubt. All but right, there was other gunmen. I feel like you cracked the case. I did. Isn't there a thing that uh, that um, and I don't know if you have this information, but wasn't there like a thing that they always said that at a certain year that they were going to release information on that? It's supposed to be 2017. Next year, huh? Next year. All right. Let's and then we'll finally figure it out? Yeah. It's just going to be a piece of paper, and, and just in big letters, it's just going to say CIA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See the grassy knoll. <laughs> but yeah, it definitely was, because uh, that whole uh, thing Garrison was onto with the whole New Orleans thing, that was definitely true. He was the mob boss in New Orleans. He set up a, a military camp in New Orleans to teach Marine snipers to train marine snipers to shoot from a certain distance and everything. Okay. Oswald was there. He set up the whole thing and, uh, you know, succeeded. Wow. Back into the left. Back into the left. Uh-huh. Um, where are we at now? Are we going to number We're going one? To number one. We're going to number one on RTG's list of top ten people that died on the same day. And sometimes <laughs> they're fucking things. <laughs> kind of weren't. <laughs> some people we don't even know who they were. Let's do sexy computer. RTG's top 10 list. Files downloaded. If I was an available lady out there, I would send n- <laughs> I would send nudes to that computer. <laughs> nudes. Some sexts. 
the, I think the awkward high five supercomputer deserves some sex. Yeah, we deserve some fucking nudes. Send them shits. <laughs> so for number one, we got. Of course, I couldn't go anywhere without bringing up La Bamba. So we got Buddy Holly, Big Bopper, and Richie Valens. Uh, of course, yes. on February third, nineteen fifty nine. Okay, that's interesting though. So obviously, it's not Big Bopper, even though we we love him. But um, out of Buddy Holly and Richie Valens, who do you think is the big name there? I mean, Buddy Holly's a big name, but personally, it's all about Richie. Losing Richie really Because I'm you. sure, well, it's not about losing Richie. It's I'm thinking about how upset Bob was on that day. Oh, Richie! Yeah. Neville Richie! <laughs> Screaming it from the bridge. Um, I'm going to say music-wise, though, I think Buddy Holly is, is the bigger name. Yeah, of course. Was When they were playing those those shows, was Buddy Holly the headliner? I'm sure he was. Yeah, so yeah. it probably was Big Bopper, Richie Valens, and then... Yeah. And then Buddy Holly. I'm thinking it was Richie Valens, Big Bopper. Oh, really? Holly. Yeah. That's interesting. But I'm just thinking. Right. But, uh, you know, you got I got to side with Bob on this one. Bob Morales. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. So not only did those three die on the same day, they died in the same aircraft. They were probably holding hands, <laughs> confessing that they were gay. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Nah. Don't sully the names of the, of the three that went down. Um. That, you know, and they've always said, and they, I think they said it in both the Buddy Holly movie and the Richie Valens movie or whatever, but like that, that it's, and I, and I, I think it's true, but they've always brought up that thing of like they got offered to take the bus because of the bad weather. Yeah. And then they, they turned it down. Yeah. Well, what I, you know, in my extensive research of true movies, right. I found out that that whole coin toss thing, that never happened. Um, Richie was, I was going on the plane no matter what. So even if uh, Big Bopper and Buddy Holly were were going on the bus, Richie was still getting on that plane. Well, n- no, 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 no. Buddy Holly and Big Bopper were going on the plane no matter what. Oh, and there was a third seat available, and it was either open to someone in Buddy Holly's band or Richie Valance, and they supposedly did a coin toss to see who got uh, the seat on the plane. I always thought, naively, I suppose, but I always thought that the weather was bad and they gave all three of them like the option of like do you still want to ride in this plane because the weather's kind of bad or you could take the bus and all three of them were like no let's get that plane right. going the weather was bad right. what happened was the weather was bad and the heat on the the bus broke down and they didn't have a way to go but then they fixed the bus but they couldn't fix the heat so no one wanted to freeze their ass off on the bus so buddy holly knew someone that can charter a private plane oh. so buddy holly got the plane he was flying big bopper was like you know buddy's got this plane let's do this richie scared of planes supposedly did a coin toss with this dude to get the third seat and the dude lost the coin toss and that was like the first coin toss richie ever won got on the plane and died mm. but richie was going on that plane no matter what he didn't want to freeze on the bus because he was supposedly sick so okay. he, he was taking the warm you know, the warm plane over All the bus. Right. I get it. But I saw an interview with the, he was, his name was Tom something. I forget what it was. But I saw an interview with him and he was like, the coin toss never took place. Richie was getting that seat on the plane way before Yeah, they probably head. just used that as, as a way to like, you know, overemphasize the fact that like, yeah. you know, like life, oh, one com- luck. Yeah. life comes down to one choice. You know, <laughs> yeah, you never yeah. know which way you're going. Exactly. And in some multiverse out there, the, the Big Bopper and Richie Valens are still playing someplace. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that was a good list, Richard. I'm going to give it, it was a, a terrible list. <laughs> but, you know, that my point exactly, like, you know, when, when you're doing something so, it's just so close. You, you, celebrities dying on the same day. How often could that possibly happen? Right. I think this, you've actually pulled up the 10 times it, that that's yeah, actually happened. It could have it only been this. It wasn't going to be any great. Right. 
No, and, and, and it's, it's interesting in the way that's, and I mean, we've talked about this now for, I think, three podcasts in a row, but it's interesting in the way that society picks and chooses the importance of people and whether exactly. or not they were important. Again, like, not to keep beating a dead horse, but like the amount of people that are out there claiming that they love David Bowie, you know, can't be real. You right. know what I mean? So, like, so, like, what makes, you know, like people out there aren't freak like like people out there aren't freaking out over Lemmy the way that they're freak they're freaking out over Bowie. They're not even freaking out over Glenn Fry. Which you would think, if you really had to look at look at things musically, um, like Glenn Fry would definitely be more popular in America than Bowie was. Really? Yeah, are you kidding me? Because all those people in the Midwest and th- shit, you think they're rocking out the Ziggy Stardust? But they were right. definitely no, listening to the Eagles. I see that. It's the same reason that this pop country bullshit is the biggest thing in the world because people. I hate to say it, but they don't have any fucking taste. Yeah, and and so like most Eagles fans, you don't have any fucking taste, and and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and so. But I think the thing is, is that Dave. I, I just almost called him Dave. <laughs> yeah, Dave. Old Davy. <laughs> Davy boy. Davy Jones was uh, was not only a solo act. Never want to see his list again. <laughs> um, no, how did you miss that? <laughs> the not only a solo act, but such a big fucking in your face thing. You know, whereas Glenn Fry, a lot of people who like the Eagles probably don't even know Glenn Fry's name. Yeah, you know, know Henley. Yeah, or whatever, or they just know the Eagles because it's a band and you know and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't. What know. was the Eagle? Oh, Hotel California. I was like, what was their hugest hit? Well, that's like, debatable. I mean, I guess Hotel California is their biggest hit, but they, there is a Take It Easy is giant. There's, yeah, they, they look. What whatever you want to say about the Eagles, they've had massive fucking hits. Like, yeah, you know, as far as popular bands go, they're they're up there. They're they're giants. So I, I get it, like you know, they're just not my my exact cup of tea. Yeah, I mean, although I like Joe Walsh a lot. Nah, I don't like any of that crap. <laughs> you don't like Joe Walsh? I was, my Maserati drives eighty five. I'm gonna have to say I don't like eighty to ninety percent of the shit they play on one zero four three. Because it's the same shit over and over again. Sure. I'm not, you know, I love classic rock. I just, just that stuff has just poisoned me. It's because they would play it over and over again. And unfortunately, I do work in the construction business. So 104.3 being the only radio station that's tolerable, they play the same songs over and over again and force me to hate this shit. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I did electric work for a summer. And that fucking yellow DeWitt fucking radio <laughs> was kicking. DeWalt. Oh, DeWalt is that what it is? <laughs> DeWitt. DeWalt fucking radio was kicking out the, the classic rock. And it right, was the same literally shit. 15 songs. It was a Rush Tom Sawyer. There was a couple. ACDC. There was a, a, a couple Led Zeppelin because you always got to get the lead out. Yeah. Fucking. Um, yeah. Like, always ACDC. It was the same. You know what's weird is they wouldn't even like I, they wouldn't even really play the Beatles. Like I'd like to listen to the Beatles. I, they I, would never. I, every once in a while they play a back to back Beatles. That's it. Yeah. Right. And it was the and every hour they would just repeat over and yeah. over and over again. And it and it was. There's so many songs to choose from. I don't get it because. Because for these radio stations, it has nothing to do with like getting across, like, listen to this music. This music was awesome. They just have surveys and everything put together of the top however many songs that people respond to and like. And they just play those over and over again because they just want to sell advertising. It sucks. It has nothing to do with, you know, that's what, that's what commercial radio had become. It, it doesn't have anything to do with music, really. It has to do with if we play these songs, we'll get people to listen to us so we can sell fucking soap and fucking. Yeah shit in between and that's all that is and that's all classic rock is <laughs> soap but I, yeah, I don't know why i picked soap <laughs> out of nowhere but uh but it, thankfully 
with technology now, you don't ever have to fucking listen to the radio. I know. You know? I know. But there's something about listening to the radio that's different from listening to, like... Well, it's the same thing we talk about the Twilight Zone marathon. Exactly. They choose for you, which exactly. is nice. But if they're going to choose 12 shitty songs that you don't want to hear, then there's no point in listening right. to it, you know? Right. Because I'm not, a, like, I'm, I, I'm not a huge Zeppelin fan. I'm not a Doors fan. Um, I'm like borderline an ACDC fan. I could like take or leave them. Really? You're even on the border of that? Yeah. Some of those <laughs> songs are okay. Um, you, you know, like shit. I was like, into that whole uh, Money Talk song. That song was the shit. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. You song. love that song. That was a great song. But, um, but. <laughs> But where they, all the money falls hey, from, the, yeah. from the crowd. <laughs> that song's the shit. You know what? I'm borderline too, baby. Yeah, all right. I like, I like borderline. Um, but yeah, but I guarantee you there's probably songs that I could go if I really wanted to dive into, not the doors, but I could really, if I really wanted to dive into the Led Zeppelin catalog, I'm sure that I could find some B sides and shit that I'd be like, oh, this is kind of cool, you know? Yeah. And well, so many good Zeppelin. What I've always said about Zeppelin is that if I was alive, like, well, I, yeah, if I was like alive and like a teenager in my 20s when Led Zeppelin came around, they would be my favorite band. I'm not denying that. I'm not saying that Led Zeppelin was a bad band, you know, because everybody always just freaks out when you say, like, you don't <laughs> like Led Zeppelin, like, it was the craziest thing that you've ever said in your life. My thing is that I came around later. And had the benefit of all these bands, like let's say Guns N' Roses or something like that, who were the next coming up, like like Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. and and Led Zeppelin had already been so exhausted on rock stadio, rock radio, uh, radio stations, and all that stuff that I heard my whole life that it was just kind of background white noise to me. So whatever impact Led Zeppelin had for people, like oh my god, this is so heavy, or listen to these, you know, this guy sing and all that shit. It didn't hit me. I wasn't yeah. there. You uh, know? I know what you mean. I know what you, you mean. Know, so, but, but if I was in, in whenever they came around in the late 60s or whatever, if I was 15 years old, I'm sure I'd be wearing a fucking Led Zeppelin shirt right now. Well, for me, Zeppelin's the whole, what we were talking about last time about the being older and going back to appreciate. Because there's, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, about the white noise, like you just said. Like, it's just almost just like you're so used to it. And it's like, whatever. But, you know, you take some of those lesser-known Zeppelin songs and you go back and listen to it. Again, like you said, I could be biased with the whole drumming thing. Right. Because that, that is the first thing I hear when yeah, I hear songs. Yeah, Bottom was an amazing drummer. Yeah. I'm not going to take that away from him. Yeah. And that, when I hear a new song or whatever, that is the first thing I hear over the lyrics, over the guitar. I hear the drumming first. You know, unfortunately. Right. But, um... I guess that's that's where my Zeppelin Zeppelin like comes from. Look, I I 100% admit like that I am in the minority. You know, people there's two bands my whole life that I, when I tell people I don't like them, they look at me like I'm fucking nuts and that's Led Zeppelin and the fucking Doors. People, why the Doors though? Because Jim Nor to me, Jim Moore No, not why don't you like them? Oh. But why do people think you're crazy? I don't think the Doors were that big. People fucking love the Doors and and everybody of our generation loves the Doors because Oliver Stone put that movie out. When we were early teenagers, mm-hmm. so and then that remember, good flick. but remember after, yeah, it, it's not. I'm, I'm not denying that it was a good. I like that movie, but but number one, it just like most biopics was very fucking out there. Like it wasn't true, you know. Like some of it was true, but they it would they romanticized the whole thing, of course. And then everybody, and then everybody our age started buying them all the albums and had uh, Jim Morrison poetry books and all that shit. So not only did all the people that came before us really like the Doors, then because of that movie, everybody our age really liked the Doors. So whenever I said that. I didn't like the doors. It was like fucking blasphemy, you know. 
And and also, I don't and I've, I think I've said this on the podcast before. I don't dislike the Doors. I like Robbie Krieger and Ray Manzarek and and and, and Oh, Ray was the money. Yeah, they they wrote really cool music. It was just that fucking asshole who was in front of that band <laughs> that I which by the way, I see right through. That's the thing. I see right through him. Like there was nothing poetic about his his lyrics. It was just He's some it was just some jumbled mess on a fucking thing that he just wrote words and then tried to act like it they meant something. It was that pretentious shit. Yeah, again. it was yeah. Pre- that's why I don't like it. It yeah. was pretentious. Yeah. There to me and and I know that people are listening to this right now being like, "Holy shit, how can you say that?" But to me Jim Morrison was a fake. And, and, and I don't know why I could be completely wrong, but my whole life I've listened to it. I tried to get into it. I just I, I listen to it and I just hear this mumbling dude that's just trying to act like these fucking non sequiturs that he wrote down on a piece of paper make any sense. You know, no, I totally see that. Like the blue yeah, bus he, is calling us. He just saw a blue bus roll down the fucking street. Yeah, he's, you know? he's just a junkie. Yeah, right. So yeah. and for so for that reason alone, it's the same thing with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. If the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> didn't have Anthony Kiedis as a singer, I'd, I'd probably awesome, love yeah. the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> yeah, Kiedis same thing with the Doors. You know, so that's all. That's all. And Kiedis say. can't sing live for shit. Um, before we uh, start getting out of here, if uh, really that's it. Yeah, that's it for now. Um. If you would like to be a guest on the Awkward High Five podcast, uh, email us at awkwardhighfivepodcast at gmail.com, or you could get in touch with us on Twitter and everything. But uh, we're, we're going to start now that the new year is established and we're doing things. We're going to start taking on guests. So I'm going to start throwing that out there. And you can't just be in it. You got to have something Yeah, right. To offer. No, yeah. The, the thing is, is like, if you want to be on the podcast because, you ha- because you're a musician or you're a comedian or you have a product that you want to push and, and you could, you know, have a, a fun conversation for an hour, but, you know. Um, get in touch with us um, and uh, we're going to start setting that up so I'm just throwing that out there otherwise if you haven't already go on iTunes and leave a review Um, once we have 100 reviews we're going to throw the 100 review party where uh, we're going to drink a lot of alcohol I was pushing for this summer but I don't think we're going to make it why? No, we're fine. We're like stalled in the forties. No, but we the listenership is going up very gradually. These it? are things that I don't really want to talk about yeah, on the I know, podcast because I just nobody have cares. This damn party. Yeah, I know. You just want to get drunk. Look, <laughs> yeah. we could just have a party if you want. Because people won't be there. All right, fuck it. We're doing the fifty review party. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not doing that because we're too close to that. And I and I got plans for that. But no, one hundred reviews. Just go if you, if you listen to podcasts and you like it, help your buds out. Go on the iTunes, leave a review. Follow us on Twitter at uh, awkwardhi the number five. And um, we will see you guys uh, very soon. Thanks. My thirst and hunger seem to increase. The music we made is one to be loved. Every time I dream, I end up above. Hey, lover, where did you go? We first met a long time ago. I always knew how to treat you, but now I can't see you through this cloud of smoke. With love, with breath, wanna smoke you up, even though my chest hurts, smoke you up. Get more, be less, wanna smoke you up. Inhale my best, and I'm out of luck. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.